So in a moment, uh, as we heard through the children's message, we're going to be reading from Psalm 136. And Psalm 136, we heard a bit about it already, um, but it was referred to by the Jewish rabbis as the great halal. Halal means praise. And when we say hallelujah, it means praise Yah, or praise Yahweh, meaning praise the Lord. And as mentioned with Psalm 136, you will notice that there's much repetition. And this repetition emphasizes that we praise the Lord because His love endures forever. And the phrase, His love endures forever, the kids said it four times, but it's actually repeated 26 times in a psalm. The repetitions are many, but they're not in vain. And repetition is done for a reason. And in this case, the repetition emphasizes God's love, His faithfulness, His mercies. And the repetition instills that phrase into our minds, into our hearts. In ancient times, the Levitical song leader likely was the leader for this psalm. And then while a choir or worshipers responded with the refrain, His love endures forever. So this morning, we're going to have some fun, as the kids did too, with this psalm as we read it. And we're going to split the church up in four sections. And then each section will take a turn to respond with the phrase, His love endures forever. So just so there's no confusion, this is going to be section one. Right here, we're going to split section two, section three. And this is section four right here. I think you can figure it out. So one, two, three, four, and then it goes back. So that means probably each section, I hope, will say his love endures forever six times, emphatically six times. And then the last two times, because there's 26 phrases, um, that will show up on the screen that we all say it together. So when it says all, we all say it together. So let's start together. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To Him who alone does great wonders. Who by his understanding made the heavens. His love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters. His love endures forever. Who made the great lights. His love endures forever. The sun to govern the day. His love endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. His love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. His love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder. His love endures forever. And brought Israel through the midst of it. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. 
to him who struck down great kings and killed mighty kings. Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, and gave their land as an inheritance. An inheritance to his servant Israel. He remembered us in our lowest state. And freed us from our enemies. He gives good to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. So what do you think the theme of this psalm might be? His love endures forever. We continue the series that connects our life story to biblical stories. And along with studying scripture, we're also studying Kevin Adams' book, The Book That Understands You. And a few weeks ago, we began with Genesis, where we saw how our stories connect with the story of creation. And then we talked about how our story connects with the story of the fall, and then the story of Abraham and Sarah. And today, now, we've made a leap into the Psalms, where we sing, and we're reminded God's love endures forever. <clears throat> so Psalm 136, as are many other Psalms, they tell a story. And they tell a story through song. Because all the psalms are a song. And as mentioned, this is a song of great hallelujah, great praise to God. And as with the children's message as well, we heard already that singing is an important part of our worship on Sundays and throughout the week. Because there's something about singing that helps us remember words. It helps us remember themes, remember stories. And perhaps it's repetition, or perhaps our just brains are just wired in a certain way to receive music and lyrics. Most hymns and songs are written on account of an event, a story that occurred. And sometimes there will be repetition in a song, like Psalm 136. It's to get that point across to us. As Kevin Adams in his book states, songs put words in people's mouths and knowledge in their bones. They deepen conviction and shape how a community believes and acts on its belief. Adams then asks, why do we sing? Might it be that each of our songs is really a prayer, conversation with God? So this psalm tells the past stories of Israel. But more important, it tells the stories of God. This morning, the Israelites, this morning's psalm, the Israelites have reflected on what God has done for them and have taken the time to praise the Lord through song. Psalm 136. The Israelites are sharing stories of God's faithfulness, stories of how God's love endures forever. And as they looked at their history and worshipped God for what He did and for who He is, and they're putting their story to music so that generations after them, people can continue to know our awesome and faithful God. 
So this psalm first sings the story of our Creator God. And then it proceeds to sing the story of our Redeemer God. And then it finally sings the story of our Provider God. And as I was working on this sermon, and I had the whole sermon finished this week, I thought, just wait a sec. I think it would make sense to put songs into the sermon as well that reflect the themes as we go through it. So we're going to be hearing these stories. And in between these stories, we'll be singing some verses or a chorus, um, just parts of songs with similar stories. So we're going to begin at the first four verses. And the first four verses in Psalm 136 are calling people to praise. They're calling people to worship God in an attitude of thanksgiving. They're calling people to worship God with an attitude of praise. Verses 1 to 3, to repeat them again, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. We could have used this psalm last weekend as a, as a thanksgiving sermon. And then verse 4 states, Give thanks because of all God's great wonders. And the psalmist continues to recap all the historical wonders that God has done. And these great wonders, they're all actions, if you notice as we're reading. The God of Israel, our God, is a God who acts. God is active in this world. Let's sing, shout to the Lord. Continue with verses 5 through 9 that the psalmist praises God for his creative acts. The psalmist refers to our Creator God. And the psalmist not only refers to his God's power and majesty through creation, but also God's creativity and his wisdom expressed through the creation. Verse 5 states, Who by his understanding made the heavens. God has intelligence as we see it in all creation. He has order, he has wisdom. 
Again, we heard the story of creation from the book of Genesis a couple weeks ago. But we also hear this story from Isaiah 40, where Isaiah states that all we have to do to see how powerful and wise our God is, is just to take a look outside. And this morning, we heard the storm, we saw the rain, we feel the warmth. Or we take a look at the heavens and, and you will know God. You will see a God who's named each star one by one. Creation shows God's power, His immensity, His creativity, His wisdom. We here on earth live in the Milky Way galaxy. The earth on which we live is this just tiny little speck in this Milky Way galaxy. In fact, the solar system in which we live is just a tiny little speck in this Milky Way galaxy. Our solar system includes the sun, the moon, stars, and the earth as one of the eight planets in our solar system. Scientists estimate that there there are billions of galaxies. And I don't know about you, but it blows my mind to think beyond this galaxy, let alone a billion galaxies. But God's creative power... It's seen in the big things, but it's also seen in the smaller things in life. I mean, have you ever checked out a pitahaya or a dragon fruit? Or how about a gourd? We see a lot of gourds at this time of year. The creativity and the imagination that goes into these fruits or vegetables, whatever they might be. God creates these things for his people so that we can see them, so that we can feel them, smell them, hear them, taste them so that we could use them and enjoy. Created fruits, vegetables, flowers, his world. So praise God for his creativity and wisdom in all creation. Praise God for your world, the big things and the small things. Praise our creator God. Let's sing how great thou art.
Next, in the verses 10 through 16, the psalmist refers to the story of the Israelites in slavery and how God took them out of slavery from Egypt through the Red Sea and took care of, took care of Pharaoh and his army. And some of you responded, his love endures forever after the verse that he swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. But the psalmist here is referring to God and how he delivered them. And the psalmist is referring to our Redeemer God. In verse 11, the psalmist talks about brought out from slavery. And this phrase, brought out, is used in the Old Testament several times. And when this phrase is used, the author marks this event as a new birth of the Israelite people. And they celebrated this new birth as God's chosen people each year with the Passover. A reminder of what God had done for them. A reminder of God's redeeming and delivering His people Israel. And often deliverance includes pain and even death. But God brought out the people of Israel into a new birth. And God brings us out of slavery from the bondage of sin. We are no longer under the power of sin. We are new creations through Jesus. New birth. God has delivered us. God has redeemed us through the body and the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And God has brought us out of slavery from all our sins. And again, this deliverance is through the pain and the death of His Son, Jesus Christ. God has always had a relationship with His people, Israel, in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, God continues to have a relationship with Israel and with all His people. We read in Galatians 3.28, There's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So praise God for including us in His story, and that He is our Redeemer, and that He desires to save His people from eternal death. Let's sing to God be the glory. our Redeemer. But I also want us to briefly look at verse 16, because it states there, to him who led his people through the desert. And this is referring to wilderness wandering. And this part of history is not a time that people necessarily want to remember. Because there are some stories that people would rather forget. 
The rebellious nation of Israel died during the 40 years of wandering. And this new generation was recalling these wilderness years where many of their family members died. And as you think about your own story, you may think about times of your journey of wilderness wandering. And perhaps the wilderness wandering relates to the illness or the death of a loved one. Maybe a time of wilderness wandering involves questioning whether God is present in your life. But the wilderness wandering is often a time of growing, equipping, and just simply trusting God. And I want to jump ahead a little bit and tie in verse 16 of the wilderness wandering with verse 23 to the one who remembered us in our lowest state. Because God does not abandon us. And God carries us through these times of struggle and challenges. And that He is with us at all times. And God loves you and cares for you and will never abandon you. He does not forget you in your wilderness wandering. And as you reflect on your story... Do not reflect to do not neglect to reflect on those wilderness times. Or maybe you're going through those times of wilderness right now. Know that the Lord walks you through each and every day. As Psalm 23 verse 4 states, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So we praise the Lord for being our redeemer. We praise Him for being your Savior and friend. Praise Him for being there in the good times and bad times. Let's sing, Blessed Be Your Name.
And then we get to verses 17 to 22, where the psalmist is referring to a God of conquest, a conquering God. But more so, he's referring to a providing God. So we had creator God, we've got redeemer God, we've got providing God. And these verses, there's no doubt about it, these verses are about war. But behind this war is about God fulfilling his promise to Israel. God's promise was the promise of land, the promised land, the promise of a great nation, the promise of a savior. And this promise, as mentioned, goes back to Abram, where we referred to the story of Abram a couple weeks ago when we heard from Genesis 12, verse 1, where the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. The land I will show you. Importance of land. But then he went on to say, I will bless you. Do you see the connection to Abram's story, now to Israel's story? And do you see the connection to Israel's story? To your story. Abraham was promised an inheritance, an inheritance of land and people and a savior. And the Israelites were promised the same inheritance. And we too are promised an inheritance. And Israel was given this inheritance so that they could enjoy, enjoy it, enjoy the blessings. When someone has promised you an inheritance, it's not so that you can recklessly and and foolishly use up the inheritance. Rather, it's so that you can be provided for and so that you can enjoy life, enjoy the blessings of the inheritance. So God provides his people with the practical blessings of land and its bounty. Deuteronomy 28, verse 8, The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land that He's given you. But that's not to say that the blessings will come easy. Because the Israelites had to fight their enemies to obtain this promised land. To obtain this inheritance. They had to partner with God for their inheritance. They had to be obedient to the Lord to obtain their blessings. From a spiritual perspective, we have spiritual blessings. We have an inheritance through Jesus Christ. And this inheritance is salvation and eternal life through God's one and only Son, Jesus. It is a free gift. But we still have to partner with God to enjoy our inheritance. We will enter the promised land, but there are still evil forces surrounding us. The enemy is around us. And God calls us to be part of his kingdom today so that we can enjoy his blessings today. But it doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily be easy. And next week we'll talk more about what it means to take up our cross, to lose our life for Christ. Our God provides. He provides and blesses us with the practical things that we need, the physical blessings. He provides us with shelter and food, with education, employment, with family, friends. He provides us with community. He provides us with His church. And above all, He provides His grace and forgiveness through His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Receive the provisions and believe. Have faith in Christ. And as you reflect on your stories, reflect on your inheritance through Jesus. And for all the provisions and all the blessings, 
that he gives to you. Sing praise to your provider, God. Let's sing, we sing the mighty power of God. summarize what our God has done. These verses summarize that God is our creator, that God is our redeemer, that God is our provider. And in your journey of life, whether it's smooth or perhaps it's times it's like wilderness wandering, may you continue to see God at work in your story, in your journey. And may you continue to see your faithful God and that his love endures forever. And may you see and receive the many blessings that he has to offer you. And may you continue to sing your story to God. Let's stand to sing 10,000 Reasons.